welcome. Welcome to this week of Decent Dialogue with Gregory and Scott. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We are back. Back for another week. This is uh, episode 27? Eight. It's 28. 28. It's all right wow. if you lose track. I, I forgive you if you've lost track. Yeah. It's, I think total-wise, right we are almost at 50, which is going to be crazy. Yeah. Including the book club ones, you mean? Yeah, including the book club. We're only halfway to 50 on the regular conversations, though... We will have to plan some type of spectacular for our 50th. You think 50th or 100th? Or maybe 52nd, because that's a year. Or just year in general. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe because at our 52nd, that doesn't necessarily mean it's been a year. Yeah. I mean, 52nd, normal one, I weeks. guess. How many weeks are in a year? 52. Hmm. What about leap year? Oh, that one has 87 weeks. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's not it, a leap year this year. It di- though, so. Yeah, it diverts a little bit there. But Gotcha. What's no. been going on, Scott? Let's catch up real quick before we get into this. I feel like I have not heard much about Scott. I don't know, man. I, uh, I went to Jacksonville this past weekend, and it was great. We celebrated my granddad's 90th birthday. Mm. Did, so you go see the, fun. did you go see the Jaguars play? No, but I'm hyped on the Jaguars. I think they're doing well, aren't they? I think so. I think they may have been away this past weekend. They're doing, I mean, Uh, it's only preseason, but there's, you know, they look better than last year. I'm calling it now. Jags winning the Super Bowl. This year? This year. All right. This is their year. You heard it here first, folks. I will save this for later. Yes. Perfect. But no, I mean, it's a good weekend. Did lots of family time stuff and uh yeah it's great well that's awesome man that's good what about hear. you what's uh what's no, new with you nothing rolling really i had a rare and scott you'll wreck it you'll you'll feel this in a couple mm-hmm. months but i had a rare three hours this weekend where i had the house to myself with no responsibilities because natalie had levi wow which was amazing i cleaned for two of them but <laughs> Other than that, it's I had a good hour. I just get to lay on the couch and not do nice. much. So that was a lot of well, fun. Other than that, I've just been I've been rolling on the book lately. I've been it's been a little bit slower at work, but also I've just been staying up later and, and getting up early and, and writing. Just because I feel like I have all these ideas for my book and I just needed to get them out on paper. So I finished as a recording. I finished Act One, which is the first five chapters of the book, and I feel like I need to take a week off because it exhausted me getting to this point you were gonna say so you sent me some stuff was that all five you sent me five chapters yeah i sent you one pdf of it all gotcha scott sorry go ahead no i was gonna say also is does your dad listen to this podcast uh i don't know he may well it's just gonna be hilarious when you say yeah i didn't have that much work so i've just been writing a book all day (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i've been it's in like where i'm able to not where i'm able to like think or jot things down or that at lunch i'm able to take the time to work like to work on the book a little bit or i'm not having to work late and things like that or work after hours yeah it's my the time has been pretty protected because it has been uh, i've been waiting to be released on a few projects but You've been able to have time off of work. Yeah. That makes sense. So, but yeah, Scott is my editor right now for this book. Uh, Him and a select few 
but maybe maybe now that I'm yeah maybe that I'm now that I'm done with the um maybe now that I'm done with Act One I'll expand my circle of editors to to get some initial feedback because the biggest thing about writing this book has been I've enjoyed it and in my head I'm I don't know I'm just I'm my own worst critic and so I'm going through and over analyzing everything and I need to stop that but I don't know how to stop that. And especially being the first thing I've really written, it is hard to it's hard to have a good baseline of what is good and what registers for people and what does not. So, if any of you are interested in trying to edit my <laughs> and trying to review my book and give me some feedback, uh hit me hit us up at gregoryandscott@gmail.com. I'll expand my I will expand my circle to our decent dialogue crew if uh, anybody wants to to get a sneak peek and give me some feedback. That's a great plug for your uh, for your book. Yeah, yeah, we'll get people involved in it. If you help me edit, you'll get some royalties. Uh, it's hey. not much. It's more of a thank you royalty, but all the thank you royalties. No, that's awesome, man, that you're doing that. I think it's so cool that uh, you're writing a book. Super it's proud. Fun. It's been fun. Thanks, Scott. I will review yours for sure. So no, I just got to write it. You just got to write it. Did I tell you my dad they harvested honey? You did tell me that. Uh, it's in my tea tonight. Oh, sweet. Yeah, how's it taste? Dude, it's good. I'm sure. I need it's to. So- hey, um, Mr. and Mrs. Nordstrom, um, if you feel like, I don't know what the shipping costs are on honey, but you can leave some extra with Scott and just like a spoonful. I just want one spoonful. <laughs> And then I'll come pick it up. Or Scott, I guess I could just come to your house one day at lunch and then... Yeah, just get a spoonful of honey. You could feed me some. A spoonful of honey keeps the snakes medicine away. Up there. It keeps the snakes away. I listened oh. to a podcast called Dad Strides. Yeah, how's and that? And it's, it's about... It's a couple guys that are dads and also runners. And so mm-hmm. they talk about really nerdy running stuff and also talk about being dads. And it's super niche, but I liked it a lot. And it was just three dudes blabbering for like 45 minutes about absolutely nothing. Niche or niche? I say niche. I feel like we've had this argument before. Probably. On the podcast. Yeah. I think we should take probably 20 minutes to to dig into it. Well, I've, I enunciate words really weird. I don't enunciate at all. So. Well, I say I really enunciate T's in words mm-hmm. and Whitney makes fun of me for it. Hmm. I say like how so. documentary. Okay. Yeah. Potato. I mean, that's that, but that sounds like you're trying to say it silly on purpose. I, I know it sounds like that, but I know I might've done it as a joke at first, but now it's no longer, it is. <laughs> now it's I stuck. It. Yeah, yeah. It's stuck. You know, when you make funny faces and your parents say you, your face is going to get stuck like that. Mm-hmm. Well, my well, vocabulary like, got stuck like that. Well, like you trained your, yourself that way. I, whenever I tickle Levi, mm-hmm. one time I said, do you want to have some fun? And I tickled him. And ever since then, he thinks that tickling is called fun. So he'll lay on his back and be like, fun, fun, wanting me <laughs> to tickle him. And I'm like, no, Dude, this that's is outrageous. We're having fun. This is called tickling. Yeah, but he doesn't. No, it just goes over his it's head. Fun. Yeah, it's, man, don't you teach your two-year-old what the difference in words is? 
I try to. He's going to get to kindergarten, <laughs> and the teacher's going to be like, who wants to have some fun? And then he's going <laughs> to... But just yeah, wanna... I just, I yeah, pronounce words. I enunciate words weirdly sometimes. And that's okay. I'll forgive you. Thank you. So, because <laughs> I'm the last person to talk about enunciating, I'm going to try really hard to enunciate better and to not talk as fast. But Thank you. We will see how that goes. Towards the end of the episode, I might forget and get a little, you know, out there. Yeah. Scott, what are we talking about, dude? Um, well, first of all, I know you're always usually the one clarifying things. Or uh, what's the other word for clarifying? Uh, I think it's just uh, clarifying is the one I definitely use. No, quantifying. Nope. (laughs) Curtailing. There's a word. I don't know. Anyways, so start. I wanted to start off this uh, segment or whatever you would want to call it. Like with, last week, we talked about friendships and, you know, we dove into the meaning of friendships and the different friendships we've had throughout our lives. And I, I thought it was a really good conversation. We got good feedback, so on and so forth. But one of the things I don't think I did a good job of, and I I don't think I have done a good job of in the past, is uh, encouraging you personally, Greg. And I think that uh, something I want to do a better job of is not one, not being so sarcastic. I'm a very sarcastic person, and I I try not to be. Uh, There's a time and a place for it, obviously, but I'm not a, uh, I don't want to be that sarcastic person. And then two, I want to encourage people uh, well. I want to do a good job of encouraging people and lifting them up instead of cutting them down. Uh, And one of the things somebody pointed out to me was how encouraging I was to Brendan in the past episode and how with me and you, Greg, I'm usually just very sarcastic and like I'm not very encouraging towards you. I probably egg that on though. (laughs) I know that's what I tried to tell this person. I was like, he encourages it. But nonetheless, I I want to uh, encourage you publicly and uh, praise you publicly because of how much I I do look up to you as a person and like how good of a friend uh, you have been to me over the years. And uh, just watching you, you know, the way you are with your wife, the way you are with your kid, the way you handle yourself and uh, kind of just the life that you're living. You know, I know it can be tough and you're going to have your ups and downs or whatever, but overall, the way that you seek God and the way that you uh, love your family and love your friends, like it really is encouraging to me. And I do look up to you greatly. Uh, and so I just wanted to, to put that out there that like even uh, as we were talking about friendship last week, I should have made it clear in that episode. But I just wanted to make it clear now, like how much your friendship means to me uh, on a very uh, meaningful and deep level uh, that I want to encourage you and let you know that I am very thankful for you and uh, I appreciate who you are and um, you know I just think uh, I really value this friendship uh, more than you can probably know and uh, I look forward to just continuing this friendship so as weird as that is and well thank you man I have a really hard time accepting compliments or praise <laughs> and so um I apologize if if uh, I just say thank you. <laughs> but 
I echo that. I wish good. I could say the same about you. Um, but... <laughs> you mean you can't? <laughs> just, the sentiment's just not there. <laughs> See, this is this the best problem. has sarcasm. I, I don't want. <laughs> I egg it on though. <laughs> no, I think I've. I think I've. No, I definitely. It's, I a, mean, it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> it is a defense mechanism to not let myself be vulnerable. You know, yeah. my wife gets. She'll like compliment me or talk or. I say that we, I say that weird, but when my, my, my wife, wife can be me. very her her love language is words of affirmation, and she can be very complimentary 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 to me, and I just I freeze up when people try to compliment me, dude. I I don't know what to say back, but thank you. Uh, it does it does mean a lot, dude, uh, for sure. And you you joke around sometimes that I'm gonna find a new podcast host, but there's a I wouldn't rather do it with anybody else. So hey. you're not gonna you're not gonna get away from me that easy so i don't want I, to i think i've i think i've mentioned that you're probably the most disciplined person i've ever met well yeah at my life stage <laughs> i love how you had to clarify there are not, some i mean there's in, people who are like 60 who more, are studs yeah. It'd be, you know there's yeah, a lot of yeah. studs out there right. um but you are a stud and one of the at least uh, out of the people i'm close with and community with and around like it's been it's been amazing just to watch over the years uh through our friendship to see how God's moving in you. And I look up to that as well. So thank you. But now that we got that stuff out of the way. Well, no, um, one more. It's not out of the I'll way cut yet. That out. All right, perfect. I think one of the things we don't do a good job of in society is uplifting one another and encouraging one another. Uh, especially guys. Uh, we don't like to show emotion. But it's so important to build one one another up, and especially in the faith, like to encourage one another in the faith, to encourage brotherly love, to encourage uh, each other to walk in the faith uh, and point out and lift up those things that are good. And so if I see that you're loving your wife well and raising your your kid well and doing those things well, then I think there's there's something to be said for pointing that out and encouraging you in that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's a very important part of our christian walk for sure. i agree and i think as guys we struggle with that for sure i think encouragement comes easy er and i i, I think it comes easy to anybody who practices it i think mm-hmm. like my wife and our wife i mean you you get our wives together around any other girl and they're immediately talking about oh i love this i love that oh that's so awesome you're you know i feel <laughs> like it's just compliment city and I'm just sitting there. And I feel like for guys, it just doesn't even cross our minds sometimes. It's just, yeah. you know, did you see, oh, did you see that, um, did you see that sport replay last week? Or, hey, how's yeah. this? I mean, we just, we talk about things that are not, I don't know. I don't, there's a lot of reasons for it. But, right. Um, yeah, of course. We just, we default to things that are not as personal and to not as mm-hmm. vulnerable, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think we need that. I think even as guys, we need that sometimes and we need to be told. Yeah. Hey, I'm valued. Hey, I have friends. I have people that want to be in my life. You know, right. uh, we need that too. And so, yeah, for I agree sure. that it's it's something that we all could be better at. And uh, yes. thanks for thanks for leading out and even stepping out on it right now. No problem. <laughs> so, so, with that being said, now we're going to jump into our topic. Let's do it. Which is what's our topic, Gregory? Uh, I think we were going to talk about the college football season coming up and previewing every single game. Mm, I think I think you got us confused with another podcast. What? Ha- what? Let me check my that's, text. That's I have a the... text right here from Scott from Scott Nordstrom saying, hey, Greg, let's talk about college football tonight. Let me see. 
I think it's this one where you're talking about the government needs to force us to take chill pills. That's what I thought you wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds good. Um, no, Wait, it's got... what are we, what are, I'm really confused now. Did you want to talk about sports for real? Oh no, I did not want to talk about sports. No, we have a we have a no. We actually have a, a different topic that uh, that Scotty Boy brought up, which actually has been on my mind a lot lately too. Because I don't know if you've really? been listening to Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. I mentioned it the other week. I have been, yeah. But if you don't know what that is, it's a podcast by Christianity Today. We're looking at the rise and fall of a church that was out in Seattle, and uh, I'm kind of like a superstar pastor a celebrity pastor named mark driscoll who rose to fame in like early 2000s into the mid 2010s i think maybe 2014 was when the church uh kind yeah, of fell apart but something like that but it talks about basically mega church culture and how people will follow abusive leaders in bad situations because of the fruit they see and they just kind of neglect some of the things in his life and and how we're so easy to neglect, you know, what people say or do in the church realm because there's fruit or because there's good things going mm-hmm. on. I think about, I mean, you think about Mark Driscoll, you think about a ton of other celebrity pastors just in the yeah. past decade that have come up and had scandals or had fallings and, you know, just so many things have come out and abusive scenarios going on in churches or about mm-hmm. poor leadership and all of these things that have been swept under a rug that, you know, just kind of neglected because fruit's going on, you know, and people are kind of afraid to say anything. But it, it got me thinking about how we look at leaders into what, for example, like there are things that Mark Driscoll said in his sermons and over the years that were pretty good, you know, yeah, and yeah. some things that were very gospel centered. You know, there are things, Ravi Zacharias is a name that probably everybody knows and probably everybody knows the revelations that came out after his death about, you know, just sexual scandals that were going on in his life. Things that Ravi said were, a lot of them were true, and a lot of them held a lot of weight, and a lot of them helped Christians to defend their faith. And it's kind of, and, and kind of on this topic, and you sent this this to me today, is, is how do we separate good things that people say um, from the bad? Uh, can someone that has a terrible character have good insights? What's the determining factor in you deciding to take advice from someone? And I think you have in the Christian circles, you have this, okay, if somebody has this, you know, kind of scandals and poor characters, but they're talking about things of the gospel, like a fallen leader, you know, what do you, I don't know, what do you take? But I think also in the secular world, there are people who are not Christians who can say some, some great things. Mm -hmm. And how do we know what's good to to believe, what's good to talk about, what's good to accept, you know, kind of going down that right route. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's, there's so much that this topic or this question can kind of uh, bring up and bring to mind. Uh, the, one of the biggest ones that kind of, I was thinking about as I wrote this down was the, was the people like Ravi Zacharias and Mark Driscoll, uh, because you have these ministries that were thriving for so long and then stuff comes out about them and does that wash away all of their ministry years before that if somebody does something terrible and disqualifies themselves from leadership or disqualifies themselves 
from from a, a position of authority, uh, then at what point do you say, yeah, I'm going to listen to that person again? Mm. Uh, and the biggest thing for me with with those specific ones is uh, accountability and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, repentance. If somebody's not repentant of what they did, then I think it would make me not want to listen to anything they say. And if somebody's not uh, sorry for what they did and, you know, comes clean for what they did, then yeah, then I'm not going to take what they say. Uh, I'm not going to give it much weight because I know who they are behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, so I'm not going to listen to what they say when they get on stage, when they, uh, you know, I see what they're doing off the stage. What if um, what they're saying is very true though? Man, I think that's so hard. Like what even... if it's a pastor that like you've listened to all your life and then you find out they are awful. They have awful home lives and family lives. They treat people, they treat those closest to them awful. They have a drinking problem. They're going they're like completely neglecting and living a lifestyle contrary to what they say. But the actual words and content of what they say is biblically based somehow. Yeah, that that is a very difficult thing to think about. And, you know, you because you you don't look at your own life and say, I'm perfect. Everything that happens when I'm when nobody's watching, I'm I'm crystal, you know, I'm mm -hmm. clear as clear as day or, you know, however you want to phrase that being perfect, because uh, I, I know I'm not perfect behind the scenes, but also. I feel like I've come to a place in my life where I am very open with my struggles hmm. with the right people. And I'm very uh, quick to repent and quick to ask for forgiveness instead of trying to hide my sin or hmm. uh, instead of trying to justify my actions off the stage of, of, Oh, it doesn't matter that I, you know, get drunk every night because look at all these people I'm leading to Christ on Sunday hmm. mornings. Uh, you can't like that just doesn't work. And so, you know, I'm obviously in no place to uh, put somebody in a position of leadership, but I think I am in a place to say, I, I don't want to listen to that person. I don't want to be under that person's authority. I don't mm -hmm. want to uh, fill my mind with this person's thoughts because it's so tainted with uh, other things that's going on in their lives. Um, yeah. And I think I the reality Does that make is, sense? yeah, and I think the, I mean, I, I would agree. I think the reality of it too, I mean, let's just do like a hypothetical and this is no way, my mind is not going to anybody I know or churches I know or situations, like it's just all hypothetical. Like say if I was going to some church out in, in I don't know, we'll use Cheyenne, Wyoming, put us Ooh. out there somewhere weird. And you're going to church every single week and you find out your pastor is engaged in that kind of, you know, lifestyle where... On Sunday mornings, they're preaching and telling you to go and, you know, share the gospel or to go and to live a lifestyle that's reflective of the glory of Christ. Yet you see them out on the day-to-day -day basis, not living that out and reflecting it. The words do, even though the words are true, I think they lose the weight of it because you're so distracted by the lifestyle, the one giving it, that you can't focus on the words that they're saying. And I think... I mean, especially if you're if you're not a Christian and this guy is telling you to live this way and not live it in himself, you're like, okay, well, why why should I believe what you're saying when you're telling me to live a certain way or do something when you yourself don't believe it, when you yourself are not living it out? And I think, you know, and if you're at that church, you know, that's, I mean, I think it's 
we live in a world where you can probably go find another church or go find another, you know, go find somebody who's going to be just as uh, Bible-based but living it out. And I think you make a good point because it's one th- I mean, nobody's nobody's perfect and nobody's, I mean, if somebody looked through my life, they would easily and quickly see the ways that I've fallen and fallen short. And they would, you could easily go through you could easily go through the the Bible studies I've given or the sermons I've given and see things that I've said that I haven't always lived out in my life. But I think the difference is that I'm open about it and I'm not I'm not claiming to be somebody I'm not. Like I'm claiming to be a sinful fallen person. These are mm-hmm. the things I'm striving towards. I may forget or lose sight or may not be living it out the way I want to, but ultimately that's where I'm headed and those closest to me know that, you know, I'm not just trying to fake it till I make it. And I think yeah. that gets, I mean, outside of church circles, like what do you, do you listen to a lot of people? Or like, do you, do you take advice from people that are not Christians? So that was, that was an interesting thing that you brought up uh, as far as gleaning wisdom from people who aren't Christians, because I would say I've probably to a fault started going down a path of listening to too many people that aren't Christians and Mm. nobody's that's like telling me not to obey God or nobody's that nobody that's crazy or anything like that. Uh, But I'll listen to people who are uh, stoics or, you know, whether it's, you know, self-helpy or minimalism or, Mm -hmm. you know, well, you are sitting in a room with you're sitting in a room with nothing right now. Yeah. Well, you know, um, but I think the thing that we have to be careful of is, am I putting this way of life, whether it is stoicism or some other philosophy or uh, being productive or being aesthetically pleasing in the way I arrange things or whatever it may be, am I putting those things in place of my worship of God? Am I saying, if I just have the right mindset uh, in that I have my mind clear, therefore I'm going to be okay. Or if I'm productive enough and I work hard enough and I get this or I get that, then that's, what's going to bring me satisfaction. I think for the longest time, one of the things for me was, uh, the whole minimalism movement. And I still watch wait, probably too many minimalism videos, Uh, but it's this whole aesthetic of if you clear out and empty your life of all of these things, then that's where you'll find meaning. Mm. It's like, that's not where you're going to find meaning, Scott. Um, and it might, I might feel like I'm going to find meaning there and, you know, getting rid of stuff or, uh, you know, having a very aesthetically pleasing office or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. But in reality, I'm just looking at all those things and saying, this is what's going to fulfill me. And I think you can glean wisdom from them though. And there's, there is a, uh, there is a goodness in, in some of these things. Uh, but it's don't let it replace God in your life. Don't let Mm -hmm. these other things become God. Uh, just kind of, how can you use these things to even honor God all the more? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like when it comes to me listening, I don't listen to a lot of people outside of the faith that are giving advice. Uh, I just don't, I don't know. It, it, I am not someone, and you've probably guessed this from listening, 
that my podcast choice are a little bit more goofy than anything. If I'm listening, <laughs> if I'm not listening to a sermon or Bible project or something, it is probably something goofy or mm. a college football podcast or a comedy podcast or something of that sort. And so they're not really giving life advice in mm. that. I do have coworkers or other friends that aren't Christians who try to give me life advice. And all of it mm. really, my determining factor, and if I take advice from that person or not, is if the advice that they give, even if they're Christian or not, uh, if it if it is biblical. Because people can give advice that, viewed through the lens of Scripture, you could agree with. Yeah. You could meet married couples who are not Christians who would advise you to communicate regularly, to mm-hmm. continually date your wife, to, you know, don't don't stay at work late, get home early, you know, to don't yeah. avoid going home, things like that. A lot of principles that you could say, oh, yeah, there's a lot of wisdom and biblical wisdom in that. And I'll listen to that. Mm-hmm. But I think for people that are not Christians and don't have the Bible as their source of, of ultimate wisdom, I think you always have to filter it through that no matter what yeah. they say. Um, because as you said, like Marie Kondo is going to tell you that get your, um, you know, get your house in order, get this to the, the, get just the things that you love in your house and you'll find joy. You'll be happier. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you do all of that, and what happens? You're not like it doesn't. Well, then you got to start buying stuff again because you got rid of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you realize you threw everything away, and you're like, "Why the heck did I do this? It's, um, where's my forks?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So I just, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I I don't know. I, I well, I think kind of kind of to your point, even, and not to interrupt you, but I think maybe what you're trying to say is. And maybe not explicitly this, but that God isn't just a God of certain things or he's not just, you know, he's not just the ruler of, you know, Christians and like he's a God of everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's in control, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're uh, overtly praising God or not, like all things point to him, all good things come from him. So if it's a good thing, whether or not you realize it, it is from God and it is honoring to God to do those things. Mm. It's just a matter of, of having that right mindset of I'm doing this in order, in order to serve God and not to serve the end unto itself. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That's what I would say. I know you said we're going to keep this a shorty. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, well, I think kind of just to wrap it up and put a nice bow on that, uh, conversation is the, whenever you are looking to, uh, kind of figure out who you should take advice from, should I be listening to this person? Should I be listening to that person? What it really comes down to for me is does that person live out the life that they are portraying in front of everybody else in the public square and whether that's you know somebody who's close with me whether it's a famous person you know whoever it may be if they're two different people in the public square and in the private then i just you know it's hard for me to listen to that person is kanye west a big influence in your life (laughs) oh man i think that's a good 
stopping point to end yeah all right sounds good (laughs) all right guys hey we uh we're keeping a little bit short this week just to give ourselves a little editing break here um but we hope you guys enjoyed and we will catch you guys again next week on decent dialogue peace peace out homies peace